Greetings! Before I begin this episode, I want to note that we are now starting our second year of this podcast. We appreciate your joining us through the pandemic to learn a little bit about other Ollie at WVU members. As we transition back into in-person classes, I hope we can continue these recordings and that we discover more new and wonderful things about each other. Now, on to our 13th episode. Welcome to the Ollie at WVU podcast, Get to Know Each Other. This is Michelle, and I'm your host for this episode. This month, I'm talking to Christy Gregory, an Ollie member in Morgantown who is originally from Charleston. Christy and I discuss motorcycles, traveling the United States, and the beauty you find in West Virginia. Today, we're talking with Christy Gregory, who's a Morgantown Ollie member. Thank you, Christy, for joining me today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Michelle. Thank you for inviting me. So you sent me a little bio to tell me a little bit about what your interests are. And I think one of the things that I'm most interested that you do is that you and your husband ride motorcycles. So how did you start? What got you? How did you start that? We, like you and your husband, love to go to state parks. And on our, actually, we went to several on our honeymoon and, you know, we took the canoe, we took the bikes and had the truck. And it's like, you know, this is kind of cumbersome. Why don't we get little scooters to move around the state parks? He's like, oh, that's a great idea. And before I know it, he'd come home with a motorcycle. It was kind of a small one, a little 650 and secondhand bike. And, and um, he, you know, he went to class and enjoyed all that and met a guy in Pennsylvania, who got him in with a group of really nice folks. And after I, you know, my mom passed and my husband's mom passed, that freed me up to ride with him. And that's when we realized we need a bigger bike that's a lot more comfortable and has something so I'm not going to fall off the back when he accelerates real fast. We have a nice sizable bike. We're loud clothes, quiet bike people. So we wear full gear and, you know, the helmets with the chin guards and the face shields and bright clothes. And we actually have a vest that's a, it's like, a, well, if you fall off the bike, then it inflates. So it's kind of like a personal airbag to protect your vital organs. Oh, that's um, neat. It, it, it is. Uh, I'll tell you that it doesn't work if the bike falls with you. So if you just fall off to the side, you know, and drop your bike, like at a standstill, which is the only time we ever drop our bike, thank goodness, it, it doesn't inflate because the kind that we have is not GPS, it's, you, it has a tether, so the tether has to come loose. So if I go flying, then it, it will inflate, but otherwise. I hope you haven't had to test that. No, that's what, no, no. All of our falls have been at a standstill, usually with me getting on or off the bike, usually on. So you know, that always makes me nervous because we want to go back to the going to the Sun Road and Glacier National Park. And we want to do it on the bike this time because we're going to take seven or eight other friends with us, maybe more. You know, you get off on these pull-offs and they're not exactly level and they're all usually gravel. And so that makes me a little nervous, but yeah, we just keep practicing. My husband seems to know every back road in the state, certainly the beautiful ones. 
And so we take a group of friends every October. And then we also added a few days in May this year out of Canaan Valley Resort. We get cottages there and ride the back roads and up into the mountains and ooh and awe the whole time, you know, because in the fall, it's so beautiful here in this state. Yeah, anybody that wants to take some beautiful back roads in the state, let me know. My husband has great tours all pulled together for you. That those so, that's such a lovely area too. It 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 is. And you know, when when you're on the bike, spring is sometimes the best time because the smells are so wonderful, you know, between the flowers and people cutting their grass, and there's usually not a lot of other stuff in the road that people have hit that you need to worry about <laughs> occasionally. Uh, but, you know, on the back of the, because I ride on the back of the bike, obviously, and your view is just off to the left or off to the right. So you can't see in front of you, obviously, because there's a person there. And sometimes you feel like you miss a lot, but not as much probably as the primary rider, because you can look around and take photos. And I have armrests on, on the bike, so I can, you know, steady my hand, but, you know, my photography is still not as good as, as yours. So <laughs> I keep working. <laughs> I just take a lot of pictures. So eventually, uh, you know, if I take a hundred pictures, I'll get at least one good one. <laughs> well, that's what professional photographers do. You go through them all and pick them and have those light boards or whatever. So, you know, I'm pretty much a fair weather writer. I've got the gear for, for rain and, you know, but I get nervous when I see those lightning bolts come down. My husband says, oh, that's five miles away. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's less than a mile. <laughs> and it moves kind of quickly. <laughs> we went out west through, you know, the Badlands and we, we tow the bike so that we can, are fresh to go up into the mountains and because most places out west don't have guardrails and and really with a guardrail if we had a guardrail I'm going over anyway so it's that visual separation that makes me less nervous mm -hmm. but after two trips out west now I'm getting a little better about that so we postponed this trip now for two years um, to go back on our original route which was you know through the badlands and over into Wyoming and Montana People want to add Yellowstone to it. To me, Glacier is, John, John, my husband always wanted, it was on his bucket list to go to Glacier National Park. And I'm like, go look at glaciers? I don't understand. Well, it's really mountains and lakes that have the most unusual shade of blue to them. And it's just, it was absolutely beautiful because you have to go in like July or August because otherwise it's snow covered. You know, you get up you get up in the mountains and there's these beautiful waterfalls. I, I read um, somebody the other day that said it, it looks like the, the glaciers are weeping, the mountains are weeping because there's so many waterfalls. So it's just really gorgeous. We're excited to take our friends with us on that trip, but it's, it's delayed another year now. We're hoping next year and it won't be as hot as it was this has been this year so yeah i'll keep my fingers crossed for you though things things aren't looking that great out west right now so no and i mean you know we we ended up our our trip at a rally in um salt lake that first year and 
I kept thinking, you know, I've been here bef- many times before because for work, I used to go out to Salt Lake a lot, but it was always in February. But you get out there in, in July and here you feel like your skin's kind of melting because of the humidity, but out there you feel like it's sizzling. So which is best? I, I, I don't know. I remember a, one of the folks I used to visit with out there had a little sign on his desk there that said it had the devil welcoming some new people. And he says, but it's a dry heat. (laughs) You know, it's beautiful. And then, and then you come back here after being in, in those newer mountains and you come back here and it's kind of like, well, these kind of look like broccoli. It's it's all the trees and, you know, it's just so lush compared to out there. We just don't have the same richness that we have. It's a different kind. It's a very different kind and it's nice to go visit. Any pictures that you'd like to share of things in a vet that we're talking about, do so. Um, oh, I'd be happy to because, um, you know, the colors, the rock colors are just so different from what I ever imagined. And, and then they flow down in, into the streams and it's just, we, we spent one day in Glacier National Park and yet we fit so much in because you got to start early, you know, in the summer. And yeah, we, um, we enjoy traveling. We like to make it over to Great Britain and Scotland sometime, but we're just really enjoying all the travel that we do here now. It's a strange world post-pandemic. It really is. And not strange in the ways that we were led to believe by dystopian novels. You know, watch those movies and it's like, oh my, we are getting so close to that. (laughs) Yeah, I generally don't read or watch dystopias because they're just distressing. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, you and I have talked about the reading that, you know, we we have, like, I, I read mostly nonfiction these days. A lot of it on my phone, just with all the news feeds that I get. And because if I read a novel and it's a good one, I can't put it down. That puts a strain on, you know, familial relationships. It's like, oh, I thought we were going to do this today. Well, I really need to sleep because I was up all night reading this book. I I tend not to read novels too much. I tend to watch them because they're the condensed version. And then maybe I'll go back and read the book and go, wow, is that different? So what, what have you been reading recently that you really liked? I haven't really read a lot lately. I am putting together an Ollie class on Junie Mitchell and Mm -hmm. her, I was going to call it the portrait of an artist. And then I found this book yesterday, which is called Reckless Daughter by David. I think his last name is Yaffe and it's called a portrait of Joni Mitchell. So I think I might have a little trouble with that, but it's interviews with her and people who have worked with her. And over the years, it's, I've only just made it through the preface and I've already learned a lot. So, you know, I'm going to certainly work my way through that. When I, when I went to Barnes and Noble yesterday, because it seems to be one of the few local-ish bookstores we have, and I prefer to do that. And I always start with the discount ones. And I found this book that I'd been wanting to get since I saw it on CBS Sunday morning and it was sitting there and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is a mistake. It's not supposed to be here. And I was right. It's (laughs) the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. 
it's, it kind of reminds me of Jonathan Livingston's Seagull when I read that in um, college, I guess. And it's, it's a very sparse little book. It's just little pen and ink drawings. It's about this little lonely boy and about kindness and these three friends that he makes and the journey, I guess, that they go through life. And I haven't really gotten through much of it at all, but I saw it on, on, like I said, on CBS Sunday morning, and it was an interview with the author who lives out in the country in this kind of, you know, ramshackle little cottage and does this beautiful artwork. He's like, I can't believe I'm doing a book, (laughs) but I hope you enjoy it. And it's just, it's the sweetest thing. And I actually bought it for uh, a friend of mine who's having um, a tough time. (laughs) Might be a secondhand book by the time she gets it. Just read it carefully. She'll never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have trouble with confession now. I, I might have to confess that I. So that that's another one. I was I was going to read this um, book about uh, Agatha Christie because I love murder mysteries from mysteries of all kinds. It, it's about a tour that she took with her, her first husband through the British Empire before it kind of started to fall apart. Is that the one where she disappeared? Well, this is before she disappeared. Nobody really knows. I mean, they know where they found her, but they don't really know where she was during that time. You know, people have, have speculated and there's movies, even even Doctor Who did an episode on where she was during that time period. But it, it's just a tour that she took and the photos and the letters that she wrote to her mother. You know, I kind of started reading it and it's like, you know, I'm just not in a good place for this right now. It just... I hate to use the word entitled because it seems overused these days, but it, it you know, she, she was very fortunate to go on this trip because they couldn't afford to and they made it more of an, uh, an official state thing. I, I love British things, you know, movies, and but I just couldn't quite get myself there yet. So it'll, it'll sit on the shelf for another five years, probably. You started playing dulcimer recently, you said. Is that yeah, it's been it's been over a year now. I started taking uh, cl- classes from Judy Werner, the the marvelous little dynamo that she is, and I uh, I'm I'm not quite sure why why I was in, well I do know I I always hear this Joni Mitchell song in my head, uh, a case of you, and the intro to it, well the whole blue album, there's a lot of mountain dulcimer on that album. And I was like, oh, I'd like to learn to play that someday. Well, you know, there's a lot of chords and she uses strange tunings on her guitars and everything. So I don't know that I'll ever get there, even though there is a YouTube video about it. I, I, I'm not that good at it, but I really enjoy it. You know, I like, I can only play songs that I know because I've, even that, you know, I took piano as a child. And if I don't know the song already, I, I don't do well with um, keeping the beat. You know, she'll go, oh, this is in four, four time. This is in three, four time. And I'm like, I just can't quite, you know, master the timing of it very well, you know, quarter notes and all that sort of thing. And this is in the key of blah, blah, blah. Well, again, if I know the song, I, I actually like to kind of transcribe this 
song. So if there's a song I like, I'll try to come up with the notes for it. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm getting there and I thoroughly enjoy the people in the classes because everyone's excited about it and very generous. And the Zoom has been nice because if I don't keep up, nobody knows but me. <laughs> but we have started to get back together at, at uh, White Park every few weeks. We've done one. You know, it's, it's, it's good to see the folks again. And, and it's kind of reawakened my interest in, in music. I, I like most genres of music and, and Judy was great to indulge me when I said, can we do some classical music <laughs> on the dulcimer? And, and she came up with some, some really good ones. And, you know, I think a lot of my appreciative appreciation of classical music has come from movies, you know, the scores and, and uh, the background music there. And then, you know, my, my brother Ed has this uh, website that he put together of musical pictures from when we were kids, Kanawha County Schools, because we're originally from Charleston, and they would do this musical pictures, I don't know, once a week, and they'd play classical music, and then we were supposed to draw what we heard in the music. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he actually has a website. He went back and did a recording. There's, there was an article in the Gazette about it. You know, since I've retired, Ollie's really been a big part of my life. I mean, last term I signed up for way too many classes. And music is definitely a love. It 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 can help you with mood changes. You know, when when you're down, it it can keep you there, or it can take you out of it, depending on you know the the place you want to be. And uh, even though I studied business in college, I kind of wish I'd gone into the arts instead, not as someone who could do the performing or the artistic work, um, but as someone who would appreciate it and, and support it, try to make it happen. But, you know, that's kind of where I am now, I guess, is, you know, Ollie's provided all these artistic appreciation and uh, capabilities through music and art classes and I think that's just so exciting. You know, our, our Ollie is so, so attuned to that, which is different from a lot of the others. When I've looked at their courses, they're like really deep, really <laughs> heavy, and they're really expensive. And, um, you know, so I, you know, my brother kept telling me when I was still working, he said, you should come to this, this class. They have this, this great class on the Botanic Garden, or I guess it was the, um, the Arboretum. And I'm like, I can't. And so, you know, that was one of the first things I signed up for because I, I love plants too. And, you know, we'll be riding along on the bike and it's like, oh, there's a whatever, you know, tree or plant or whatever growing there. And, um, oh, do you smell the honeysuckle? Isn't that wonderful? So, you know, I love the richness of, of the plant life in this state. It's just, you know, from Dolly sods to Blackwater Falls. It's just, you know, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country. And uh, one of our friends from Ohio, who we take on our October ride said, is all of West Virginia this beautiful? And we're like, you know, there's a lot of strip mining and mountaintop removal and 
there are just still so many beautiful places and and uh, it's nice that so many folks are realizing that now and come here for that purpose you know you go to state parks and you meet people from I mean there were there were people from Alabama at Blackwater Falls last year and and that's what they came for they came for the color came for the beauty so uh, yeah, hike, hiking in the state and traveling around on the roads, and it's it's definitely a great pleasure. It obviously it's one of my favorite things to do, and <laughs> yeah, I I totally see license plates from all over the country. You know, when when we go to different different parks, right? And and you know, you're you've mentioned that one of your favorite trails is actually one of my favorite trails, which is uh, the Blackwater. Uh, river trail at, at Canaan and we snowshoed on that um, this this winter and it was it was just as beautiful in in the snow as it, it's it's an all-season trail I think every season has its own beauties yeah and, um, yeah we're, we're very very fortunate in, in the state and and you know we're close to Pennsylvania and uh, Ohio that that have some you know, beautiful areas too. And um, I enjoy going to Canal State Forest because I hadn't been there since I was a kid and went to day camp there. So, you know, it was all kind of, and that, that day, did you notice all the swallowtail butterflies? Yes. Yes, I, I did. Mean, they were everywhere. And I've hardly seen any butterflies up here this year. I'm really worried about that. I wonder if it's a timing thing. I don't know. It, it, it might be. Um, it, it certainly might be. I'm just now starting to see bees as the flowers are starting to bloom. But, it, you know, I didn't see many in, in the spring. Um, a friend of mine who get uh, eggs from gave me some mason bees. And they're pollinators, but she has these old, you know, bamboo sticks, if you will. And they've gone in there and they mud, mud them off into different areas. And so I'm supposed to hibernate them um, over the winter and then bring them back out in the early spring and let them fly around. I'm kind of excited to see that happen. I've never done anything like that before. Oh, that sounds, that sounds really neat. Yeah, she, she has honeybees too and horses and chickens, obviously, and geese and dogs and cats. And it's, it's got quite a menagerie out there. So I always like to go and, and pick up my eggs there. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? I like to, you know, f- know what people think about what we can do to make the world nicer because there's a lot of not nice and we need more nice and better. Yeah, there's way too much not nice. You know, I, th- I think a lot of that is, is, is fear you know, people fear losing their place. And, you know, I think we need to share more and we need to learn to be kinder. I mean, there are plenty of people who epitomize both of those things. But I think we need to fear less and hope more and, and, and work together more. I mean, we have lots of friends whose politics are very different from ours. But you think five years ago, 10 years ago, nobody really paid attention to that sort of thing. And, and now it's, 
I don't, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I just, I, I really don't. And, and maybe the, that's because I'm in a fortunate place and I don't feel threatened. You know, all, all, the, all of the religious teachings are very much, you have to work together because it, it takes all kinds. Yeah. You know, we, none of us, you know, if everybody were like me, think of all the, the, you know, the doctors and the EMTs and the firefighters and, and all, all those people who have qualities that I don't have are important. We, we need to understand that better, I think. Try to understand the other, the other people around us. I mean, one of my favorite books is Everything I Ever Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, Robert Fulgham. And, you know, I mean, he talks about how dandelions in your yard are wonderful. <laughs> but, you know, he also talks about, you know, the whole idea about, you know, when you were a kid, you shared. That's what your parents taught you to do. Yeah. You, you gave the other person the bigger piece when you shared some somewhere along the way people have lost that I, I i don't i don't know why or how maybe it's life life changes us certainly what every every 10 years every 20 years our lives take totally new directions um, yeah i don't know it, it can't be an us and them it needs to be a we so yeah you you had asked me um once before, you know, what, what would be that billboard? And I, I guess it's, you know, be kind, do unto others. Um, yeah, we need to share. Yeah. One of my good friends who happens to have a Mr. Rogers poster in his office just got himself a new baseball cap and it just says, be kind on it and rainbow letters. He's like, that's, that's what we need to do. We need to just be kind. Um, I used to have this, uh, saying on the, wall above my desk at work that, you know, you, you need to be kind because everybody is going through something that you may not know about, but everybody has something in their lives that, that causes them distress. You may not see it because they're good at hiding it, but guaranteed they got something. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for talking to me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I really enjoyed learning about you and all the stuff you did. And I look forward to seeing your pictures. Make sure you share your pictures from your, when you finally get to take your next trip out West. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll share you some of the ones from the trip we've already taken. Because we also went to Colorado uh, with our bike a couple of years ago too. But yeah, it's, 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 it's all, all beautiful. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle. It's been good talking with you. Take care. Thanks again to Christy for joining me and thank you for listening. If you would like to join us on this podcast, or if you know an Ollie member we should interview, please reach out to us at ollie at hsc.wvu.edu. That's O-L-L-I at hsc.wvu.edu. Until next time, take good care and be kind to those around you and yourself.